Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. Going to the Fear Factory. This is George Quark from Under Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. Magnificent Two Thousand Feet. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Andrews Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Sweet from Sepultura. You're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Before we go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the Occult Clothing Brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au. All right, on with the show. Zeeb, how are you, awesome. mate? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, really good for a Wednesday night. I've lost track of the week. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, 11, 11.40 in the morning here in Germany, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, you just, what, what, what have you been doing? Just chilling today? Doing interviews? I have been doing like a lot of interviews so far, so uh, no, there's no no way that I'm, I would be chilling in the next weeks, I think. <laughs> ah, man. No, it's bit, hey, it's all happening for you, isn't it? Good times. Yeah, it's good times. Of course. The record is finally out after all these uh, waiting time, like after all these hard work. And uh, now it's, uh, we will see how it goes. But right now it looks very good. That's awesome, mate. That's 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 awesome. Well, of course, uh, your band Auden, uh, did I say that right? I, I've got a really bad way of, uh, you know, pronouncing things in my Australian. Auden, Auden, Ogen. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, you normally the, like the Germans will try to speak to say it like in like it, that it sounds English and say Orden Ogen, <laughs> and uh, the Americans actually say Orden Ogan, ah. um, uh, which is more close to what it actually is. Uh, Orden is the German word for a religious order, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ogan is old uh, Celtic for fear, so it's the order of fear, and Orden Organ would be actually the way to pronounce it. But you can say Orden Organ as well. Okay. So a lot of people do. Because I'm pretty sure the way I just pronounce everything down here, well, well, the way we do is just just sounds all terrible backwards anyway. So sorry for butchering the beautiful language. No, um, no, no, it's a, no, it's a <laughs> terrible name. You know? If I if I had the, uh, uh, the the possibility to change the name uh, again, a bit, or to travel back in time and change the name, I'd probably do that. But uh, on the other hand, what would have been the alternatives? You know, like, so. <laughs> I like the name. I like the name, just not the way I pronounce. You know, or- if you get it, then it's if you get it, then it's fine. As soon as you got the band on your radar, then it's in, then it's okay. But still, it's uh, in. Uh, let's say at least we don't have the problem that there are like twenty other bands around with the same thing. Oh, there's been I've had a there's been a few. That I, I've had to like, I've I've had to type into like, uh, what do you the pronunciation, and I've still butchered. 
But that's, you know, at least I'm giving it a go. <laughs> but uh, the new album, of course, Final Days, uh, is incredible, man. It's such a damn good album. And I saw the Thank streams. You. The streams on Spotify are just in- insane. Through the roof, mate. Like, the support. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, going good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going really good, dude. It's going good, 100,000 yeah. in a month? Yes. It's, uh, it's going up pretty fast right now. Are you keeping close tabs on it? We're we're watching that, yes, of course. Yeah. But uh, I mean, what should I say? It seems to be a good record. People like it. Yeah, <laughs> so man. They, they listen to it. Yeah. Are you relieved? I mean, to my understanding, that the process wasn't completely smooth for you guys. That is, that is a no. I mean, the thing is. <laughs> I don't believe in stuff like that, but you could uh, could almost say it felt like somebody didn't want us to get this thing finished. You know, there was uh, oh. there was so many situations during the production process that, that threw us back for weeks, like literally weeks. Um, uh, I, I, everything that can go wrong went wrong. I mean, it's it's really like that, and it it uh, still doesn't stop right now. It's like still things that don't run smooth and uh, you know even the guys from the record company in the beginning they thought that were excuses that we were saying like oh we've got another problem again and it takes again longer and stuff and meanwhile they uh, they understand it and they see it them, themselves that there's so much stuff it's like this thing is cursed you know like really really <laughs> weird oh man so much so much stuff from the drum recordings where i had to go to the music store like five days in a row because we broke microphones and stuff uh, then uh, on the guitar recordings, uh, there was suddenly problems with the power grid. So I had to go into another studio where I could just work in nighttime, you know. When I came back, obviously, uh, after the guitars were done, uh, the power grid in my studio was fine again, you know, like <laughs> stuff like just, like just stuff like that. And by the time that COVID hit, we were already cynical. It was already like, ah, end of worldwide pandemic. Okay, throw more at us. Go on. So, uh, I mean, that was terrible as well because we couldn't work with the people that we wanted to, couldn't go to the locations because of the restrictions and actors and it was all it was all a mess, you know, like, so, um, like, and also like the small things, you know, like uh, there, there was a guy who should be, uh, be doing the final version of, um of the, the the dvd authoring so that you have the the menu structure and stuff like that you know and he sent me uh, back the, the the file for production and he was like oh this is this is ready for production um and i and i checked it out and it was fine and then he said oh no i had to do a little a little change here because something was wrong and sent me a new version and said okay you can send it out to production i just did a little change and i was like hmm. there was so much stuff going on so far maybe i should burn it on a dvd again and yeah. put it in the player and check it and i did and the only thing that my player showed was like a, like a folder structure oh, <laughs> and then it was the final file for production this is you know this is the stuff that i'm that i'm talking about like like in every area that you can imagine so yes to answer the question uh, 30 minutes later um i am very very relieved that the record is finally out yes gremlins poltergeist don't you've had it all, brother, and it's out there. And it, I mean, looks it's, like it. Hey, dude, it's it's solid album. It's such a damn good album, and you know, uh, I like how it's got the sci-fi theme to it as well. This time, you know, I'm all about that, as you can probably see behind me. Um, what what was the idea behind taking it in that direction? Because 
you know, the character has gone through all these different, I don't know, time periods, I guess. When we did the Gunman in 2017, we had the first two songs written and then they had like this Wild West harmonies and melodies. So it was obvious that we were like, okay, maybe this will be our Western, dark Wild West record, whatever. Um, we had no idea for final days. Um, and uh, I mean, we're a band that, that tries to be very close to their audience. So if we can, it gets more and more difficult the, the, the bigger the band grows. But if we can, we can, we will go off stage, go to the merch booth and talk to people, give autographs and stuff like that, you know, take photos. It's always very rewarding. People have like all these crazy stories, how much music means to them and how it helps them, help them over dark times and stuff, you know, like this is really one of the best things. And uh, what happened was that when we did the last shows for the Gunman uh, record, that so many people were coming to us uh, asking something like, ah, you have been in a post-apocalyptic ice world and you have been like this, this monks in the swamp and, and now you are ghost cowboys. What is next? Where do you want to go? There's nowhere left to go. Do you want to go to space or what? <laughs> and if you get this question for like 50 or 100 times, then you're like, hmm, uh, maybe it's a, some sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe we do, <laughs> should do a sci-fi record. And it's also like a bit like a fan service then, basically. I love it. And you know, uh, this, the, the opener, the heart, heart of the Android, mate, that song is such a, a, a great opener. And it kind of reminds me, lyrically, I don't know, it's way off from probably the concept you're working with. kind of reminds me of Robocop, like the story of Murphy in a way. Kinda yeah, the thing is... To say, and it's got a, there's a sadness to it in a way. The other thing is, the, the, the fun thing is, when we did the lyrics for um, for Final Days, actually the first idea was to have 10 songs about 10 different options, how mankind could find its end. So we started with uh, In the Dawn of the AI, that is about this artificial intelligence that takes control. Then we had uh, It Is Over, that is about uh, the asteroid impact on Earth, like the yeah. last one. Um, we also had a song about a killer virus, but we decided to not put that on the record because it felt a bit <laughs> inappropriate and uh, it's a great song though we will release it later on um, yeah. but uh, you know what I really like we didn't stick to that idea but what I really like is to take a semantic field like a field of words that is connected to the, to the overall theme and uh, build metaphors with that that actually means something very different Yeah. and uh, for example you got the song um, A Black Hole where you obviously the first thing you think about is yeah, space and you know sci-fi maybe and but it's actually about uh, the impression of uh, the, the feeling that the weight of your own depression is dragging you down to the ground. Um, and it's the same with Heart of the Android. A lot of people are thinking about it as about the, the idea if a, um, if, if a robot or a machine that is, uh, yeah, once it's sophisticated enough, can have like some sort of a personality or something like that, like this question with like data in, in, in Star Trek, for example. Uh, but actually, it's not about that. It was actually written about a person who has got the feeling or the impression that he just has to function and people are expecting him to function and they don't really care about his emotions and he's just like a machine doing his stuff, you know. And uh, I really love that. I really love to do all these uh, metaphor things. And um, it's always great when there are people coming to you like four years later, and, oh, I finally got what this song is about. It's like... <laughs> Oh, mate, it's an awesome thing. And of course, uh, Gus G on the album as well. I mean, how was that? Great. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the B stands for. <laughs> Gus, great. Am I right? Gus, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
in, uh, in case of Orden Ogan, you know, it is, um, Orden Ogan is really what I want to do. What really comes from the heart, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it, the band has grown a lot and um, there are a lot of people making a bit of money with that. And, but I personally never viewed Orden Ogan as being a commercial product, if that makes any sense. And I really do that. I don't care if the, the Spotify streams, I mean, it's great when they are that high. Uh, but I would still do these records even if w there were just 40 people listening, if you understand what I mean. And we always took the same approach when it comes to guests. It was never about um, doing like the uh, the biggest name dropping or stuff like that. It was always yeah. about like what can the artist bring to the table. And I mean, I don't I don't think we have to talk about Gus here because I mean, he's obviously one of the best guitar players in the world. You guys are right. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm joking. He's, he's, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was um, yeah, that was always the question. You know, I was actually I really had to laugh when I pulled up the fader and listened to the solo for the first time, um, because it is so gus. You know, it was so yeah, it yeah. was exactly what I was expecting from him. Yeah. Face melting. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Love it, and uh, it also sees uh, your mascot Alistair, well, with the, you know it's the the red gas mask this time, which is you know that's what's what's the significance of the red mask? I, I think he, um, I mean, Alistair Vale developed uh, into being our mascot, basically. You know, when we did the Vale record uh, all in two thousand eight, which we consider to be our debut record. There are a lot of people who, who believe the stuff that is in the internet, like founded in 1996, that is, that is bullshit. You know, in 1996, I was 15 years old and got my first guitar. And uh, so there was no band on Ugan in that case. You know, like the, the real birth of the professional band on Ugan, as you know it right now, is 2008 with a Veil record. And we had this guy with the, with the hat and the scarf on the... Um, on the artwork and uh, when the record was already done and written we uh, figured that there could also be a connection between all these songs and then we made it be a concept record afterwards after everything was already done and so we needed a protagonist for that and we then we were like okay it's the guy on the artwork and uh, since the record is called Veil then this is Alistair Veil maybe <laughs> and uh, so uh, then obviously we put the guy on the shirts when we were doing the first shows for the record and uh, people were like very, very fast, uh, basically demanding him to be there. You know, like if like with Eddie, you you couldn't yeah, put yeah. any. You will have Eddie have Eddie on a on a shirt design, and um, so uh, it was. It went very, very quick. You know, so and uh, yeah. Then then the thing is, uh, I think with uh, to the end, he got the scarf for the first time, and uh, the red scarf and. Uh, it felt a little bit weird to have like a cyborg body and, and then just a scarf. <laughs> it was already weird with that. Uh, but so we decided to to give him like this gas mask. And I really have to say the artwork was done way before COVID-19. So wow. yeah. yeah, it was all, yeah, was already done in 2019, I think. There you go. But what about um in regards to show, do you get people showing up dressed up as the character? Yes, that happens a lot, actually, yeah. You know, it's, you got to, is it, are you building on it? Are you planning on like, mate, comics, movies, action figures? Pretty endless. Yeah, I think there was, there, there was a, uh, there was a limited box set edition for Gunman where we had like this, yeah, mini statue was not an action, action figure, but like a statue of this size yeah, from cool. Elvis Avail. And 
the the thing that we're actually thinking right now uh, to do uh, that would be even more amazing is so that I, I would at least try to have like one show where we will have like a live show that we will be recording where everyone in the audience is dressed like Alistair Vale. That would be oh, amazing. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> How good would that yeah. be? Yeah. Oh, didn't you do a show on the last tour cycle? You did something in a, was it a saloon or something like that? Yes. Yes. Um, the gunman video clip uh, that was uh, a lot of it was shot in the States um and uh, some other stuff was uh, shot in a saloon but that is actually an adventure park in germany oh, okay, uh, this yeah. adventure park is called fort fun and uh, they have this amazing saloon and yeah the back uh, the back story there is that uh, we actually also recorded the drums there because we wanted to do something different instead of just always record in the studio you know yeah, yeah. and we were looking yeah. for a very very big venue with uh, with a great uh, great acoustics and we found that in this saloon and yeah so we did the like the recordings there, parts of the video. I think we did a listening session there, and uh, we also did like the the last show of the Gunman touring cycle that is now on the DVD, the special uh, limited digipack edition of the Final Days record. So <laughs> ah, that's awesome! I've got to get my hands on that. But I guess the next logical step would be uh, a show in space, zero gravity. Yeah, we were thinking about that, but it's pretty pretty tough to pull off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you would. Hey, Elon could sort that out for you. Yeah, we could. If you got a contact, then, uh, or maybe I will just write him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just say, hey, we want to be the first band in space. Mm-hmm. Hey, that would be that would be amazing. But I'm not really sure if I uh, if my bandmates are so into that. I mean, I would do that. <laughs> straight away but the other guys i'm not really sure a lot of them don't even like flying so (laughs) (laughs) so what about the next concept do you reckon uh where do you think that's going to go underwater or is there it's funny that funny that you say that Uh, i was uh, actually saying in the last interviews like a a russian nuclear submarine that would be nice cool that's really cool let's see yeah, no, no clue so far underwater would be yeah, i think uh, in metalocalypse that was done already right death oh yeah <laughs> but you know you could do it your way we can do it our way yeah like i said russian nuclear submarine that would be amazing yeah man i'm, I'm there for it talking about flying and stuff too i mean have you ever personally been to australia no unfortunately not not yet that's the big. We'd love to play. We'd love to play in Australia. We uh, maybe we can do it uh, as soon as the pandemic is over. That would be amazing. That'd be really cool to see you guys. Especially, we, I think I've got a bit of a delay here. Sorry, mate, but you know we'd keep the beers cold for you, barbecue the whole thing, show you the country. I know it's a fair way to go, but uh, is it something that has been discussed? Yes, yes, uh, that has been discussed, but uh, we didn't find. Uh, a cool promoter so far who wanted to do that. Uh, I mean, I, I think there have been a, a couple of offers, but uh, you know, in, in our case, if you do, if you do a travel that is that long, mm. um, it has to be a promoter that is very known to the people here in Germany that we work with, you know? So uh, otherwise it can happen that you have just a fan who's doing shows and nothing works, you know, stuff like that. And uh, then it's just too much money involved, uh, like with all the travel costs and stuff like that to, to just rely on somebody that nobody knows, you know? Okay. Um, 
but uh, we were actually thinking about that. We did uh, um, a small Japan tour, like in 2018, I think it was. And um, so I think the guy who did the shows in Japan, I think he also has got good contacts in Australia. So maybe we will do that the next time and do all of that, like Japan, Indonesia, Australia, stuff like that. Yeah. We're not even that far. Mate, it's just a little bit further. It's, a, it's just, just a just little bit. A little bit further. But, you know, we'll make it worth your while. All the beers, all the barbecues, all the fun, all the metal. I think uh, I think Australia, actually, if you if you check from Germany, it's, it's pretty much pretty much on the other side of the globe uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it, if you just uh, take a stick through the globe I think you would be yeah. in New Zealand but it's pretty close actually yeah yeah so I don't know where if I, if I look maybe up or over there I can sort of wave to you somewhere I don't know where it is but you can always yes. point, you point down I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the arse end of the world anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> mate uh, it's been awesome hanging with you and uh, I wish you and the boys all the best for uh, the rest of the, the year. And this album is just absolutely incredible. Um, anyone that, that hasn't got it, get the physical copy, pump up those Spotify's, but buy the physical yeah. copy because it's worth it just for that artwork alone. It's incredible. Um, mate, take care. And uh, thanks for hanging out, bro. We'll get all the bleaks. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> take care, brother. See you soon. Bye-bye. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 